Hey, don't go anywhere. You just plugged into another edition of the Santa Barbara Mac User Group Podcast. Hey, all right, guys. It's time for another edition of the SB Mug Podcast from here in Santa Barbara, California. And uh, this is our July episode. My name's Harold Adams, and I'm the vice president of the Santa Barbara Mac User Group. And we've got this monthly podcast going, and it's been real fun. We're going strong. So I want to introduce a couple of other people that are going to be in the show with us today. And the first one is Brian Carlin. Yes, this is Brian from Santa Maria. Okay, great. Brian up in Santa Maria, the North County. And also, we have the program chair with the Santa Barbara Mac User Group, and she's going to tell us about some of the uh, scheduling and events coming up, and it's Kathy Gleason. Hey, Harold. Hey, Brian. Hey, everybody out there. Good to see everybody. Harold, did you want me to go right into that right now? Yeah, let's hear a little bit of that. What's up on the schedule? Excellent. Um, the first thing that, uh, well, we have a couple of things that we want to talk about today. Um, let's talk about some of the SIGs. SIGs are special interest groups that we have going on at the Mac Mechanic down on East Gutierrez, and they are held on Tuesdays during the month, and the first Tuesday uh, are for beginners with Dale Laddermilk. Uh, lots of fun for uh, folks that are just learning and folks that have easy questions, hard questions for uh, Dale. And uh, Tuesdays, uh, we love Tuesdays because it's Harold and it's iLife, and all of these SIGs begin at 6, and they run for an hour. They are for free, and they're open to just about anybody that um, has a Mac or even a PC. If you want to come on down, um, like I said, it's for an hour. On Thursday, on the third Tuesday of each month, we have open questions and answers. And then the fourth Tuesday of every month is the ever-good-looking, ever, ever smart, ever popular, ever okay. knowing everything is Brian Carlin, and he does advanced topics. And Brian has a real good crowd and lots of interesting subjects for everybody, so that's lots of fun to do, and everybody should try and do that. Um, so those are SIGs. Um, normally, we have our monthly meeting, uh, what we call our general meeting, the third Thursday of every month. Um, coming up this month for the month of July, that is not the case, as we will be having um, a very special guest coming to visit us, which we're real excited about, on July 9th, and our guest this month is going to be um, Chris Breen. And Chris Breen happens to be the senior editor for Macworld Magazine. And for those of you not familiar with Chris Breen, he is also the um, a very I think, in my world, um, a very famous uh, author. He's written a couple of books. Um, one of them happens to be The Secrets of iPod, and he's also written an iTunes pocket guide. He also is the host of the Macworld podcast. He writes a web blog. Um, he is um, he's Mac's 9-11 column every month in Macworld magazine. And he is coming to visit us, and we're very excited. And this upcoming event is going to be on July 9th here in Santa Barbara at the Museum of Natural History. 
and the room, well, the room is actually an auditorium. It's called the Fleischmann Auditorium. The meeting is going to begin at 6 o'clock. Um, it is open to everybody, um, young, old, uh, Mac users, sisters, brothers, anybody who wants to come. It, like I said, begins at 6 o'clock. It's free. Um, and come on in and meet and greet Chris. Um, we are going to begin at 6, and we're, we're going to try real hard um, to try and put together a little show. Nothing big, nothing fancy, but um, we'll see what we can put up, come up with uh, something easy. Um, Chris is very easy to like. He's a real nice person. He's free-flowing. Um, he's going to be on vacation here in Santa Barbara. He has family that lives here. So he's not um, uh, like a business uh, conference kind of call that he's making on us. He's uh, open to suggestions, open to topics, but the topic that I thought would be most interesting that he would talk to us about would be Apple and Apple's past and Apple's future and where Apple's going and um, you know things that, that he wants to share with us, everything that you ever want to know about Apple. So I thought that would be a really good topic. Um, I've also asked him if he um, would be open to the audience general questions and answers. I think that would be an awful lot of fun, and um, he's used to it. He's used to the forum, and then, of course, um, shortly following the question and answer period, um, the exciting news for those in attendance is we're going to be giving away an Apple TV in our drawing. Um, we'll be selling uh, raffle tickets, and those raffle tickets will be open to all Santa, uh, SB Mug members. And um, if you don't belong to uh, SB Mug, you can join the night of the meeting and still be eligible for the raffle prize. And I think that would be very exciting. Someone will actually walk away with an Apple TV on the night of July 9th. There's plenty of free parking. We're going to have um, little munchies, light munchies, uh, some nice juices. Uh, it's sure to be a lot of fun. I hope everybody comes out and shows Chris that we're all fans and we, we, we support him. Um, he's very excited to be here. Uh, if you can't make it to our event on July 9th, and you're going to be up in um, San Luis Obispo um, on July 8th. He is also going to do a presentation in that area for the SLO mug group. Um, for, uh, I think it's around the same time of the evening. If you need more information, um, check with the SLO mug. I think they've got a website out there. But our, our website, sorry, would be um, SBMUG. Org. If you want to find out driving directions, if you want to find out more information, um, if you can, if you can, we'd really, really appreciate it. Go to the SB Mug webpage. We've got two outstanding flyers on the webpage, and it's real easy. Thanks to Robert Whitaker. Love you, love you, love you. Um, just go to that webpage and click on those flyers. You can choose two, two really beautiful flyers. Print one out and then take it, print them and, and go and put them in stores and dry cleaners, any place that you know that there's people that will see them and get get an eyeball of this so people will know that Chris is coming.
coming because, I mean, even though we're doing this podcast and people will listen, it's so much better to have those flyers out. I know um, I just spoke to a few people this morning and told them that my plans for the weekend are to get a stack of these and to walk up and down State Street and smile real nice to all these store shopkeepers and say, please, 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 would you let me put these in your window? And I'm going to have my little tape gun and off I'll go and, you know, get the word out. So um, I also um, tried to contact some of the middle schools that um, we had seen do podcasts and and web and stuff over the the winter, but um, I'm not sure I'm going to get a good response because school's out. So I don't know, maybe I'll make a few phone calls to see if we can get some some of the high schools and the middle schools to, to join us for the evening. So it should be a good night once again, and I hope everybody turns out for that. Uh, that's July for August. Um, again, we have another fun event planned. It is our second annual um, SB Mug picnic, and it's going to be at Goleta Beach, same beach as it was last year. Uh, not only is it a picnic, it is also a swap meet, and that's 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 it's like it's like a garage sale. All the things that you have that you don't know what to do with, whether you want to sell them, whether you want to trade them, swap them, whatever. Um, your manuals, your hard drives, your printers, uh, anything computer. I guess I guess electronic related guys is that. To adding machines, I don't know, things that you want to sell, you want to you swap, you bring them to the meet with you. Um, everyone brings a little dish of something, and we sit by the water and have fun and eat good food and have a lot of laughs. And once again, we also do a drawing at our picnic. It's, uh, we had a lot of fun last year, and we want to repeat it again this year. And once again, for further details and driving directions and times and starts and all that other good stuff, uh, go to our website, sbmug.org, uh, to get details. And there you go. Wow. And September, we're looking at um, a possible a possible visit by John Desert from Apple. Um, he's confirmed it. I think we're still a little tentative, but I think it might happen, and I think he wants to do possibly something with iPhoto, something digital camera related, sort of, kind of. We're still not 100% firmed up on that, but that's coming up in September, and I think that might be everything that I have to chat about at the moment. Kathy, that's great. Uh, Those of you that don't know this, Kathy Gleason's really putting her heart and soul into bringing some great things onto the schedule and a lot of hard work and we all can see it and I think it's going to really help us have some interesting offerings here in the summer and we're all really excited about that and Kathy and Brian you guys you guys bring a lot to the table so it's it's just great to get to work with you and, and make some good things happen for the SB mug. Well, Harold, it's you know it's not it's not only me and Brian. Um, you're part of this team too, and there's Harold and Pia and Robert and uh, you know there's a bunch of us uh, that that make this all work. So we all work hard, and you know we we love SB Mug, and it's 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 a great organization. It's a great club. It's a great group of people. We have great camaraderie. Uh, we we enjoy each other. We enjoy each other's company, and of course, we love we love Apple and we love Macs, and it's it's a great thing. There you go. There you go. So um, I know that we were talking about this just before the show. I'm going to jump right in and ask you this question, Kathy, because you were throwing it out there. 
who among us is going to go out right away on July 11th and get that new iPhone? The iPhone 3G is coming out in about two weeks. And uh, Brian, let me start with you. Are you interested in picking it up or what are you going to do? Oh, I'm interested, but uh, I'm not in any hurry. Uh, last year, I was dying for that iPhone. Uh, this year, I have one, so uh, not in so much of a hurry, but I'll, I'll pick one up eventually. Okay. Okay, Kathy? I hate to I hate to say it. I agree totally with Brian. I hate to be a copycat, but I am. I mean, Harold, as you know, you and I were on that line last year. We couldn't wait to get our little hands on it, and we wanted it, and we got it, and I mean, I'm still loving it. It's my iPhone is my i everything. I have to have it with me every minute of the day. I still <laughs> discover features about it that I didn't know. I mean, I get with other users, and someone will tell me something that I didn't know. Um, I'm with you, Brian. I'm, I just I, I I don't see the attraction. I I. I, I'm not I'm not ready to get a new one quite yet. I'm, I'm excited about all the third-party applications that are coming out because you know me I I love the games, um, but it doesn't have other than the GPS it doesn't have much to attract me to to want to buy it. And you okay. can play Monkey Ball on your old one. I know I'm ready for Monkey Ball. <laughs> oh man! And four, and four. Come on, guys! Come on. Um, I because of my business, and I may be getting another person that I work with into the current iPhone that I have, and I, I don't mind the idea of getting an iPhone with a little bit larger uh, capacity. Uh, I may, I may get one of the new iPhones fairly quickly as it comes out of the gate. I do think a lot of people like what you guys are talking about have a little less interest because it's not the very first generation. Um, it's kind of a, a new version with a couple of new things here and there, but I'll probably, um, I'll probably get one pretty soon after they, they come out. And if you guys are real nice to me, I might let you touch it. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. Okay. I don't want to touch your iPhone. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll show Can I touch your iPhone too, Harold? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. You guys have to, Take a number, stand in line for that. Okay. Hey, um, Brian, you sent me an email that had a link to a guy that made a video, and he had some. He had created a a, a home remote control software for his iPhone. Yes, that's right. Yeah, well, I just watched that the other day. That was so cool. Yeah, Is that amazing. the kind of thing? Never mind monkey ball. I want to walk in my house and be able to hit the, pop on the stereo and then pop off the light and then hit this and turn on the oven and I, whatever that, that really showed me a lot of interesting possibilities. And I think we're going to see so much of that with these third party applications. The interesting thing too, is that was not a uh, local uh, in the iPhone application. That was one of those uh, web 2.0 applications that uh, anyone can make right now. Yeah, that's, that's really something big. And I think um, we've been, you know, in agreement as we've had conversations, Brian, that the the apps that are going to come out for the iPhone, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of, of useful and, and a lot of uh, variations of, of things you can do with applications. There's so many developers getting in the game with, um, with iPhone software, and it's going to be really exciting to see that happen. And I'll bet if you're a developer, this has got to be an exciting time for you to be able to add something to the iPhone, your own little program, your own little idea, 
that can possibly get out there and be the next hot item that people are using. I mean, it's got to be it's got to be an exciting time. Absolutely. Topic to talk about. Um, I see three news items and they kind of relate to each other. So I want to throw them all in at once and see what happens. Um, uh, for one thing, I see in PC Magazine, um, they shouldn't be talking about Macs, but uh, they are. Uh, they're trying to coerce Apple into letting uh, PC users run Mac OS X. And uh, that's amazing. They think uh, the best combination is the uh, less expensive PC hardware with the uh, better Macintosh operating system. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so there, yeah, there's there's so there's one thing. Okay, but it gets better. It does go, Brian. <laughs> okay, there's another article here about uh Microsoft hiring Mac programmers. And uh, they're hiring yeah. lots of new Mac programmers because demand for Apple products is uh, going way up. And uh they're even bringing in a uh, a quote kick butt margarita machine, unquote. So uh, there's employee benefits that go along with that too. There wow. you go. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. And uh, let's see, then the, uh, the, the third thing is, of course I knew I'd forget what it was, but um, oh yes, the uh, Microsoft Office will come out soon with a new Macintosh version of Office and they are bringing back Visual Basic. So for those who uh, script macros, uh, the Visual Basic will return. Now, of course, I've been happy because um, um, in Office, we switched uh, simply switched over to Apple Script. So uh, I think that's a better uh, programming platform anyway. But the uh, Visual Basic is cross-platform so, and that's really the whole reason to use Microsoft Office in the first place is to be cross-platform compatible. So, um, we'll be more compatible soon, but not tomorrow, but soon. Okay, that sounds cool. I like this thing you're saying about the PC users uh, wanting to have the Mac OS. Hey, here's a thought. Get a Mac and it can run Windows. You know, there you go. When, when that kind of conversation starts to happen in a PC magazine, you know that there's got to be some of the people are thinking, well, Macs can already do that. They can do the reverse. They can run Windows. We should go down that road. Right. And I think that's a, that's wonderful. Apple's really done a very excellent job of strategy in terms of how they've allowed the OS to proliferate and, and what they've done with iTunes and iPods and and the way that Mac OS has expanded and runs on the more universally accepted Intel chip and, you know, hats off to a lot of smart strategy with what they've done there. Brian, where did you get your hands on that PC magazine? Uh, on the website. Just, uh, yeah. Trying to stay on top of both sides, I see. <laughs> it's a good idea. Just every uh, once in a while. Yeah. I always like to hear what they're saying about Mac. <laughs> They're always trying to catch up, it seems. Well, it used to be just pr pretty much just derision, but uh, but uh, now they're trying to tell Apple what to do to serve them. I think that's kind of interesting. I, I think do. the whole, I think all three articles kind of tie together about how the business is going. Well, I think they realize that we can't beat them. We might as well join them. 
There you go. There you go. Capitulation is a strategy. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very um, interesting. I wrote down here on this list just something that we could throw it out there and see what we think about it. Um, Bill Gates is retiring this week from Microsoft, and there's been some stuff in the news, and he had a little swan song speech, and he's been seems like he's been leaving Microsoft slowly for over a year, and now it's finally coming to pass. Um, what do you guys think about that? What do you think? When when will we see something like that from Steve Jobs? Oh man. Oh boy. Well, yeah, that would uh, that would certainly change Apple a lot. I don't think uh, I don't think Bill Gates leaving Microsoft is going to change things at Microsoft too much. Um, they've kind of missed the boat on some recent developments, such as uh, online uh, web advertising, things like that, and iPods and music uh, uh, tunes, um, selling that online. Uh, um, Microsoft used to be really at the forefront of the technology, and uh, now they're just uh, usually kind of a me too deal. It's funny. Um... My wife saw the Is It the Today show with Matt Lauer. Yes. He actually in, interviewed Bill Gates. And Matt Lauer asked Bill Gates if he had an iPod. And <laughs> Bill said, well, I have a Zoom. And he held it up. And, and Matt Lauer said, but, you know, almost nobody has one of those. And it really was kind of kind of a, a, a bad deal. So, well, Bill, you know, maybe you want to get an iPod and get on the train there, buddy. Right. But Matt, I mean, he's just being the typical interviewer. I mean, he, I'm sure he didn't mean any anything nasty by it, but he's right. Yeah. I mean, you know, every every celeb in, in the world has an iPod. I mean, the president of the United States has an iPod. Right. Right. It's I mean, really Bill Gates leaving Microsoft is I don't think is going to have any kind of an impact really. I mean, if Steve ever left Apple, I think I think that the the the, the departure would be pretty severe. I I hope Steve stays healthy and I think that will be very very good if he does. I mean, obviously it will be, but um I think if Steve left it would it would be a major impact. I really do. Yeah, that's true. And in fact, um, just looking back at Steve's history uh, and his relationship and having founded this other well-known company called Pixar, which um, my son was just telling me that he went and saw that movie Wall-E uh, yesterday and just said it was a 10 and that it has a couple of really cute Mac references in it. When this Wall-E little robot reboots, it does the Mac boot-up sound, and it's that's <gasps> really cute in that movie. Oh, be so, still, my heart, be yeah, still. Yeah, so that sounds pretty funny. So, Steve has done a lot of uh, creative things and gotten some uh, networking and some, um, you know, uh, people behind him in the entertainment industry, and really made some things happen. So, Apple's definitely rocking and rolling in a great way. Another thing I have here on this list is, speaking of that, is with this iPhone rollout is all the countries that Apple is making deals with right now to, to sell the iPhone in. And the latest one, which had been on hold for a long time, is China Mobile. Or I think uh, one of the phone companies in China has finally agreed to sell the iPhone now that they're not going to have a, a monthly tie-in with the pricing, but they're gonna, it's more of a subsidy model. Uh, with the phone, there, there's a company in China that's going to sell it, and 
that along with so many other countries, Apple's just really doing big things to get that phone out there all over the world. What what's the competition out there, Harold, when with these countries that don't have an iPhone? What's what's the biggest competition? Is it the BlackBerry? I guess, but Brian, you you jump on that. You've talked a little bit about some of the other phones and technology they have in in countries like China. Oh well, I don't know. I I would have thought uh, the uh, BlackBerry or uh, or something along those lines was uh, <clears throat> the main alternative. So. Yeah, I've I've actually heard that um, those some of the other, especially Asian countries, have some really phones that let them do video chat, looking right at the screen, and like closed circuit chat from one phone to another, and some things that are really not quite here yet in America. And so I think the iPhone is still really a coveted product, just being what it is and everything. But um, China's a diverse market with a, a ton of people, and, and Apple getting it out there is is something I know they want to be making happen. So it's It would be pretty yeah. cool, Harold, to get China and Steve Jobs together and put some of that technology together. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Well, I think it's, it's kind of a no-brainer to think that with the price reduction that they've done on the new phones and uh, – uh, they're they're going to definitely sell the the 10 million that they talked about by the end of 2008, and possibly quite a bit more. I don't think they're going to have any problems. Yeah, Santa Claus is going to be putting a few of those under the tree. <laughs> so, um, I only have a couple of other things left on here that that I was going to mention. Brian, what about you? Anything else? Sure, I got two things. Uh, one thing, uh, my favorite drawing program is upgraded. Uh, OmniGraffle Pro is now uh, uh, version 5, and uh, the version 5 is for Leopard only, and um, you upgrade that, and uh, it has all sorts of cool new features like uh, Bezier curves and um, uh, mini inspectors, and uh, uh, it has a, a refined user interface now. It uh, looks a little more Mac-like, like a keynote or something. Um, and you can also control your Mac from uh, any part of your drawing, which is kind of cool. You can make little buttons and things and uh, control your Mac. So, uh, wow. Yeah, it's a, it's a very neat program. A diagram is worth a thousand words, as they say. Right. Brian, where can we find out more information about that? Oh, thank you for that. Um, yes, the website is omnigroup.com. That's omni, O-M-N-I, and then group. Dot com. Excellent. Okay, that's that's very cool. So um, I, I guess this is kind of a we'll see how it plays out. But um, Apple did change the dot Mac service to something they're calling Mobile Me, which is a strange name, but um, it's kind of what dot Mac is turning into. I'm still kind of on the out here on the periphery looking at uh, getting involved with web galleries and, and mobile me, I guess, is going to be a little more PC-centric as well as Mac. So it's kind of more universal universal in its approach. And um, so I, I don't know. I just thought I'd mention that out there. Do, what, do you guys have any comment on that? Well, it's, defi- it's, it's definitely more PC-centric because they're, they're doing all this. They're talking about push email and all these kind of things that Mac users haven't really worried about before. And... Uh, and of course, they're really worried now that we can afford two or three Macintoshes each. 
and we have our little networks going. Um, they're they're providing this uh, cloud uh, drag and drop feature where we just drop everything into a cloud and it syncs with all our rest of our Macs and our iPhones and things. There you go. Well, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I use my .Mac account a lot, and I can't I can't give you the technical terms, but I think the .Mac features have a long, long, long way to go in what they offer people. Um, it's great to have the iWeb, and it's great to have the gallery, and it's great to have the storage on the iDisk, but I think there's so much more that they can be doing to, to really make it attractive to people to want to use it and to have it. So I'm, I'm rooting for them. I, I, I want to see it happen. I'm, I'm there. There you go. Now, while, while Microsoft is struggling with their Vista situation um, and, and what they're doing, apparently there's Windows 7 coming someday, somehow, somewhere. Apple has announced something called Snow Leopard. Um, yeah. Right now, 10.5 is Mac OS uh, Leopard, and 10.6 is going to be Snow Leopard. And yeah. mostly they're just looking at um, kind of shoring up the feature set and uh, streamlining and making it run faster and better. Um, so I'm not sure if that's going to be a major upgrade. Or I, I'm, Right now I'm hearing they're just going to really work on speed improvements and making things really compatible and rock solid. And I think that's a, 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 a good thing to not forget about doing. When you look at something like Vista, they took on so much that they forgot about, hey, this thing has to work. You know. Yeah, well, I think I think you're going to find a little surprise in the Snow Leopard uh, that maybe hasn't been talked about yet. Um, I'm thinking that Snow Leopard may no longer be universal. Yeah. And by that, I mean uh, the Snow Leopard uh, may not run on PowerPC Macs, G3s, 4s, and 5s, and uh, it may run on Intel only. Now, does that mean they'll come out with a version or a stripped-down version? For the G3, G4, G5, or uh, or have they uh, cut off support for all those old Mac users? Well, they're going to do it at some point. It might be right about right about now. Um, it's hard to say, but they can't keep supporting older equipment forever and ever and ever. So it makes sense for them to focus on the newer chipset and the newer hardware, and that does that does leave a little uh, frustration for some people, but what are you going to do? Well, you know, what you're going to do, I, I don't know. They have to, uh, maybe they don't want to ignore those people yet because that's still a large percentage of the installed uh, Macintoshes out there. So, Well, those people will have the choice of continuing to run a Tiger, let's say, or something, or they're going to start salivating at their neighbor's new shiny Mac that runs the new stuff, and maybe they're going to finally want to go make that purchase. So, it's funny, the more Apple appeases that old computer user, the more that old computer user doesn't go out and buy a new machine. <laughs> so you kind of, at some point, you want to help nudge them into some new equipment. Um, we're kind of running up here a little bit a half hour in, and I think we're going to wrap up the show this time around. So um, I want to I have one more thing, Harold. Oh, no, um, just, sorry. Go ahead. Can, I, can oh. I just add one more thing? Sure. Did I happen to see in an email that I got this week that there's um, a new Mac heist out there? Brian, you introduced me to this um, a couple of months ago when we were at the show together. 
one of these um, packages that have all these different applications in them that don't become available very often and the proceeds go to charity? Yeah, that was at uh, Macworld uh, 2008, but I, I haven't kept up with any uh, new uh, Mac Heist offering. I got one. I got one this week that just came out. Um, that that is uh, now available for a limited time only for $49. Oh, it, does it include uh, Snap Z Pro? No, but I wish it did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for that. <laughs> I think that's it. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I guess we're going to say goodbye on this episode. I want to thank Brian and Kathy for taking some time with us. And this is it. So we're doing our monthly show and hope you enjoyed it for the July one. And stay tuned. We got another one coming soon. We'll see you all next time on SB Mug, the podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye.